This is Morning Breath, your drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Brought to you by East Coast Christian Center. Morning Breath starts now. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Morning Breath on this beautiful November 7th. What is it, a Thursday? Yeah. Wow, God bless you guys. Good to have you. It's an awesome day to be alive. Morning Breath is a drive-time devotion sure to jumpstart your day. Man, we had a little tiny bit cooler weather here this last week, a little tiny bit. Sunday morning, 64 degrees. That was good. Man, I'll tell you, it's been 75, uh, even 78 in the mornings uh, the last couple of weeks, so this is really nice. But anyway, good to have you here. What we do is we read a chapter of the Bible. We then uh, talk about it on the air. We do it in our own homes, uh, me and a co-host, and then we talk about whatever God leads us to on the air. And so... We're going to be doing Genesis chapter 8 in a minute. My co-host is from LSU. Yeah. Uh, Christian Hurston. How you doing, Christian? Good morning. Glad to be here and excited about my Tigers <laughs> doing great. 8-0 for LSU. Oh, yeah, number gosh. one in the country. Are you and kidding? So, yep. So the big game wow. coming up is going to be on Saturday, two days for LSU versus Alabama. Uh, so gotcha. that's the big one coming. Number they, one and number two. They beat two. Florida, uh, 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 the Gators, did Yeah, they? we beat the Gators, we yeah. beat Auburn, and we beat Texas, all three oh top ten. So oh, wow. best resume in the country and the Heisman candidate, number one. So it's a good year Which to be a Which guy Tiger. is a Heisman? Joe Burrow. Is he a running back or a quarterback? So he's quarterback. Transferred from Ohio okay. and is the best quarterback in the country. Oh, I've never even heard of his name. He can't yeah. be the best. Joe Burrow. What about Tua? Yeah, so Tua's got a high ankle sprain oh, and I can't may not that. even play. He's but the he's number two. he's a good two. quarterback. He no. is. He's yeah. the number two. And we have the best wide receiver core in the country. So. Awesome. Good for you. Yeah, you start talking. You mentioned LSU. I get fired up. Really loud. Don't yeah. blow my eardrums out. Yeah. I shouldn't have said anything about LSU. Well, tell the folks how to get involved in. Yeah, so Let me gr- see. great Morning way to get breath. involved with Morning Breath is on our app. That's the number one way is you can download it on the, the Google Play Store or on the Apple App Store, just called East Coast App. And you'll look for it. It's going to have a white cross with a blue background. On there, you can get all the information that you need. It's going to have the, the morning breath schedule. It's going to have the previous messages. You can get current events, sign up for things. It's the best way. You can also go to our website, which is ECCC.us. You can follow us on podcasts through whatever podcast app that you use, Spotify, Stitcher, podcast app. You can also call the, the church at 321-452-1060, and we will email or mail out a devotion guide for you to be able to follow along. We'd love to get you plugged Absolutely. in and get on board. And I love that you say this, and it's such a good reminder, is that if you miss a day, don't worry, just get back on board. That's right. Don't ever beat yourself up. Is this is meant to just be a continuous devotion. So don't be like, well, I blew it. Let's just start in the new year. It's like, no, you missed it. Just get back on board, and we'd love to have you join us. Absolutely. So we have a one announcement we want to say, Freedom, Treat tom- Freedom Retreat tomorrow. It's the 8th at 6.30 p.m., and if you've been through Freedom Groups, that's for you. Just really encourage you to come. And then Saturday at 7.30 a.m. till about 2-ish. It's a great um, it's a great event. And if you're looking for some freedom for everyday life, and this is for every believer. This isn't like, you know, oh, I need freedom because I'm addicted to something. No, this is freedom for every believer yeah. in every situation. I've gained something out of it every time I've been involved in it. Amen. And it's just a powerful thing. So we'd love to have you come to that tomorrow uh, evening, 6.30 p.m., and then Saturday morning. Morning, 7.30 a.m. We provide breakfast and lunch in both of those, and so come on out. It'd be great. 
call the church. Uh, what's the number there? 632? Yeah, 321-452-1060. Or if you go on the website, all the information for the Freedom Retreat's on there. Awesome. Good deal. Well, let's get into the chapter today. It's not very long. A little 22-verser. It's chapter 8. And uh, one interesting thing, I don't know if anybody said this in, in the reading of the first few chapters of Genesis, but if you read Genesis 1 through 11, you can then read your entire Bible from there on and actually find every major principle that God establishes in the rest of the Bible in the first 11 chapters of it. I did a study one time on it. It's really cool that you can go back with almost any doctrine mentioned in the New Testament, any doctrine established at any time in the move of God, and you can find a lot of it, just in really all of it in the first 11 chapters of Genesis. When he says it's a book of beginnings and getting everything started, it really is a book of beginnings. principles of the first, because it's established It is, man. It's really cool that way. So uh, let's read uh, 22 verses. We'll split it right down the middle. I'll read 11. You read 11. Sounds great. Let's go. I'm reading New King James. What you reading? I'm going to read NLT. NLT, New Living Translation. All right. I must say unto you, read, sir. Then God remembered Noah and every living thing and all the animals that were with him in the ark. And God made a wind to pass over the earth, and the water subsided. The fountains of the deep and the windows of heaven were also stopped, and the rain from heaven was restrained, and the waters receded continually from the earth. At the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. Then the ark rested on the seventh month, the 17th day of the month, on the mountains of Ararat. And the waters decreased continually until the 10th month. In the 10th month, on the first day of the month, the tops of the mountains were seen. So it came to pass at the end of 40 days that Noah opened the window of the ark, which he had made. Then he sent out a raven, which kept going to and fro until the waters had dried up from the earth. He also sent out from himself a dove to see if the waters had receded from the face of the earth. But the dove found no resting place for the sole of her foot, and she returned to the, to the, into the ark to him. For the whole earth—I didn't get that right. I'm sorry. She returned into the ark to him, for the waters were on the face of the whole earth. So he put out his hand and took her and drew her into the ark to himself. And, oh, <clears throat> and he waited yet another seven days, and again he sent the dove out from the ark. Then the dove came to him in the evening, and behold, a freshly plucked olive leaf was in her mouth, and Noah knew that the waters had receded from the earth. He waited another seven days and then released the dove again. This time it did not come back. Noah was now 601 years old. On the first day of the new year, ten and a half months after the flood began, the floodwaters had almost dried up from the earth. Noah lifted back the covering of the boat and saw that the surface of the ground was drying. Two more months went by, and at last the earth was dry. Then God said to Noah, Leave the boat, all of you, you and your wife and your sons and your wives. Release all the animals, the birds, the livestock, the small animals that scurry along the ground, so they can be fruitful and multiply throughout the earth. So Noah, his wife, and his sons and their wives left the boat. And all the large and small animals and birds came out of the boat, pair by pair. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord. And there he sacrificed his burnt offering, the animals and the birds that had been approved for that purpose. And the Lord was pleased with the aroma of the sacrifice and said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of the human race, even though everything they think or imagine is bent towards evil from childhood. I will never again destroy all living things. 
As long as the earth remains, there will be plants and harvest, coldens, heat, summer and winter, day and night. Amen. Mine ends up with saying, and shall not cease. Wow. No, it was 601. That dude yeah. was old. Yeah. He and, he and uh, Adam were really, I mean, Methuselah got them all, but um, he and Adam lived over 900 years. Long and life. Progressively thereafter, uh, people lived less and less time during that, you know, season of life. But, yeah, yeah. it's kind of hard to wrap your mind around how old Noah really was and all that he experienced. I can't imagine living that long. It's remarkable. You know, when you look around the world around you and, you know, I've been around a lot of people that were, you know, in their 80s and 90s. And uh, the truth is a lot of them are ready, ready to go home to Jesus. You know, the ones that I know that are Christians are ready to, hey, I'm good. You know, (laughs) I've lived a full life. My mom was like, you know, I'm ready to go. And, uh, you know, to think that somebody else lived 900 when uh, I know people are ready to go at 80. Yeah, absolutely. Pretty amazing uh, picture there. And, you know, he was in that in that ark for over a year. A long time to that's be in a boat. A, yeah, it's a long time to be in a boat with a bunch of animals. Yeah. And and the, the other six, what well, was it, two, four, six, eight people, yeah. seven people, the other seven people in the boat. It doesn't say anything about what that was like in the boat. Mm-hmm. But I have to imagine that that there might have been some tense moments. Absolutely. You know when the you know the elephant got loose or whatever the case may be. Yeah. Or, you Small know. cramped quarters. Oh, you know. and with people, yeah. inside a boat. I mean, they didn't even open a window until when they let the dove out. Pretty amazing, uh, kind of cramped corners. But yet, to survive a year in there was uh, really pretty amazing. It is. It's remarkable. What I is- wonder if the animals were in a hibernation state. That's Have you ever thought about that? Yeah. Because, you know, God, God, of course, is able to do anything he needed. He was able to draw them to him yeah. and bring them in. I've always wondered, were they in a hibernation state? Because how do you have enough food for all of them? Yeah. How do you do, you know, all of the keys Without that are opening there? windows, how do you get rid of, you know, all of the waste? Feces and all yeah. of that stuff as well. But when they go in that slowdown state and they hibernate, yeah. and any animal would be able to be put in that state. And, you know... I've often wondered that. Yeah. Another thing I wondered about, you want another one of my yeah. wonderings when I read about Noah and the Ark? is like, wait a minute, how did they fit all the dogs? I mean, if you just go down to the, all the AKC breeds, yeah, that's a lot of dogs. But one day when I was thinking about that, I thought, no, I bet if they just had two wolves, yeah, that the the DNA of all dogs is probably in wolves. And yep. what was crazy about that is when I thought that, Two months later, Time Magazine came out with a wolf on the cover yeah. and said, all DNA of all dogs came has been traced back to the wolf. That's and I was cool. like, Dude. I already saw that. Yeah, that's So, cool. you know, there, it didn't, you didn't have to have every animal that walked yeah. on the earth individually in that ark to have every animal. Just the original. You had to have all the DNA yeah. of every animal yeah. in that ark. That's cool. To walk on the earth, which makes the number much smaller. And much more containable. Yeah, it's science in yeah. the Bible that you see explanations that are yeah, cool. It's there. And, you know, I think another one, okay, since we're on the science in the Bible, another one for me is it says uh, the waters receded continually from the earth, verse 3. At the end of 150 days, the waters decreased. And then it said earlier that sent a big wind. Um, I believe this is how the Grand Canyon was formed. 
Uh, the Grand Canyon, I don't believe, was formed over millions of years because yeah. I'm not a, you know, uh, an old earther type of, you yeah. know, mindset. I believe the Bible tells us exactly how old the earth is, and I can buy that. And I believe that, you know, you just—I used to live in Colorado, and when we'd get— a heavy rain because of the slopes and the valleys and the things of that nature. Flooding could occur, yeah. and it could cut a road. Like, if it went across the road, it would cut a hole in the road, a canyon, in in five minutes. So fast. Just yeah, like, just, whoosh, yeah. it just cut it. And when you think of it that way, this much water, not a regional flood, because this wasn't a regional flood because it said it covered the whole earth. This flood that was over the entire earth was able to cut amazing things into the earth. And I believe that's what happened there and really washed a lot of the dirt from the Rocky Mountains in the West all through the center of our country where the ground is so fertile and where we have such a beautiful crop growing. Absolutely. Farmers do incredibly well in, you know, Indiana, Ohio, Illinois, all through that part of the world. Midwest area. And, you know, all that got pulled all that good, rich soil got pulled into those areas. All that, that cool. mineral rich soil yeah. from the mountains and that. So that's just that is really one cool. of my theories, but yeah. we'll see. It's fun when you read the I'm Bible. I'm going to talk to Jesus about it later. Yeah. I mean, I'd even settle for talking to Moses. Yeah, about good it, so. conversation. Yeah. Be like, hey, what do you think? What, what happened here? What I think is so neat, too, and I hope this is encouraging for you on the radio, is sometimes when you read the Bible, you're waiting to see what jumps off. And this is one that I read a couple of times last night. I read a couple of times, and I listen to my Bible a lot of times. I like the audio version. And I was like, man, I'm just not getting anything. (laughs) And then I listened to it again this morning, and just the caption at the top of the chapter says, the flood recedes. And that's what you picked up on verse 3, is it says, so the floodwaters gradually receded from the earth. And I thought that in our life, there's times where you're going through a hard time, and you're thinking, is there an end of this? And I want to encourage you out there to know that the Bible says this too shall pass, is that it's not going to last forever. And here they are shut up in a boat with the windows shut, you know, and dealing with and a tough circumstance. And it's a storm for the first 150 yeah, days. Really like going a sto- through a storm. Yeah, a storm of uh, epic proportions. Yeah, something we can never understand Absolutely. or comprehend. But yet God brought the light. He opened up the window. There was new opportunities. There was fresh life. We hear this story all the time of extending an olive branch. If you've heard that, and I hear it in business, is this is a, a peace offering to be able to say, hey, I'm bringing this and there's new life and there's new hope, is that God has got a better plan around the corner. And even when it feels dark out there, know that there is always going to be hope and there's light, that there's opportunities. And as we, I'm getting a little bit early here, but as we enter into the holiday seasons, we're not naive to know that this can be a tough time for people. When you get into Thanksgiving and you get into Christmas and you've got family memories and you've got times to where it's not always joyous for everyone, we see that it can be a tough time. Know that there's hope around the corner and that you can hold on and God has got a better plan. Don't give up on it. And that just, it popped out to me and it was so cool. It was actually just the caption to the chapter and I got excited. Well, you know, I, I, I saw some of the same things, Christian. It says in verse one, then God remembered Noah. And I thought, dude, why'd he forget him? Yeah. You know, but, but then I looked up the word and the word remembered actually means to act on behalf of another. Not like... Not like, oh, I forgot you, now I remembered you. Yeah. It's more like saying, because I remember you, this is what I did for I'm you do this. type of thing. And so he's going through a storm. And here's one of the problems when we go through a storm or we're going through something difficult 
is very often we feel forgotten. And, you know, I've had people say that. I feel like God's forgotten me. He's sitting in a hospital bed with, you know, all sorts of things. I think of one where somebody had cancer and, you know, the, the outlook didn't look good and yeah. all these things. I think God has forgotten me. And that's a hard place to be. It feels, it feels very difficult. The truth is you're not alone in feeling forgotten. Uh, the psalmist in uh, Psalms 10.1 said, Lord, you know, have you forgotten me yeah. type of thing? Um, Paul in 2 Corinthians 1.8 said, you know, I, 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 how did he put it? I, I, I pained unto death. Yeah. Like when he was going through all the things in Asia that they were going through yeah. that he, he felt like just dying. That's pretty serious. Jesus himself in Matthew 27 yeah. said, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Yeah. That's a pretty strong, like, the son of God. you forgot me yeah. uh, type statement. But the truth is, God doesn't forget you. He can't forget you. Um, does he forget our sins? Yes, but he chooses to forget our sins. Yeah. He never chooses to forgive you. And I think what's pretty cool here is he sent a wind to pass over the earth. Yeah. And I'm praying right now that God would send a wind. He'd send the breath of the Holy Spirit into yep. every person's heart and life that's dealing with feeling alone. Yep. And, and feeling a bit lost and forsaken. You are not forsaken. If God be for you, who can be against you? And uh, he will bring deliverance. He will have that open door for you. Yeah. One of the things that's so inspi inspiring for me, too, is you've said this, and I've quoted it many times, is you said the greatest things in your life have come from some of the most difficult circumstances. And it's completely changed my outlook is – I've learned now that when a difficult situation arises, I and I get excited with anticipation, knowing that there's going to be fruit on the other side of it, good. and that I can embrace it and say, I know that God is going to work this out for my good, and that I'm suffering with hardship and with the excitement, knowing that you know James one says, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith creates perfect patience, and it's hard to get excited about that, but when you change your mindset. I'm really into to running into sports and you're never going to accomplish anything without learning to suffer and to push it to the next level. That's how the greatest athletes are all created, not by just manby pamby, barely ever sticking their toe in the water. Right. But there's a term in running where when you get into pushing hard, it's how long can you keep your hand over the flame yep. and endure that? And that sounds like sadist and stuff, but it's it's learning. It's <laughs> it how has long... a little bit of that quality. I ran for 10 years. Yeah, right? but you learn, can you learn to be able to take this and then that's where the rewards come from and in life instead of cowering back when we have a hard thing come we can say god i know that you will never leave me you'll never forsake me and there is good on the other side of this pastor brian moore said this quote years ago in teaching the youth and i love it he says if it's not good yet god's not done yet and i was like mm. oh man that will preach and i've taught it so many times it's just to know god's still working if you don't see it yet just wait He's got it around the corner and hold on to it. And so it got me fired up. Oh, that's good, man. And, and you know, you can learn to get excited when you see something difficult. Yeah. Knowing that God works together all things good to those who love him and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Because he does. He's faithful. He's going to take what the enemy meant for evil, just like Joseph said. Yeah. What the enemy meant for evil or what you meant for evil, God turned for good. And it's true what the enemy means for evil in our lives. God turns for good, and things change, and things get better. The other thing that when you look at it from that point of view, 
uh, about it getting better and and all of that stuff. Here's here's some of the keys that I saw in here on walking into better. Yeah. So they've had a long uh, time in the boat. It's been, you know, whatever it was like, and the waters have receded. Uh, he's gotten the dove back with the, with the branch, the olive. It isn't an olive branch. It's an, I believe it says it's an olive leaf because it'd be little, you know, and it just it's stuff's starting it. to grow. Yeah. And a dove's carrying it. So this auto, uh, leaf comes back in its mouth, and they're like, okay, the waters are dried up. Things are starting to grow. Yeah. Ooh, that's exciting. And so then Noah opens a covering and looks in verse 13, and uh, indeed the surface of the ground was dry. And on the second month, the 27th day of the month, the earth was dried. So he's gotten the dove back. He's looked at it. It's dry. He's going through this longer period of time, but he still didn't get out of the boat. Here's the key. He didn't move until God said move. Oh, wow. All the natural signs pointed to let's go. It's open. I, I would have got a rope and jumped down gone down the side. It's been a year. Let's get out of here. I mean, you know, let, let's go, dude. Yeah. I got sea legs. I'm ready to walk on dry land again. And then it says in verse 15, then God spoke to Noah saying, go out of the ark, you and your wife and your sons and your son's wives with you and bring with you out every living thing. And so he waited for God's voice and he took, you know, he took the time yep. to hear from the Lord before he jumped you know, when, when the natural answer seems to come, it's not always God's answer. Yeah. So, you know, when that, maybe you're in a financial jam and, oh, you know, I can get this loan and I could do this and I could do that. Now, don't get me wrong. Gathering information isn't bad. Yep. And, and even in this situation, he sent out a raven. Raven didn't come back. Why would he send out a raven? I thought about that for a while. I thought, yeah. raven, a raven, a raven. Well, they're smart. I they're mean, some of the actually, smartest. they think it's the smartest bird ever. Yeah. And it might be one of the smartest other than humans ever animals yeah. on the planet. But ravens eat carrion. Oh. And there was carrion as dead animals. And there would have been dead animals from the flood. Yeah. And he would have been comfortable out there with floating bloated bodies. Surviving. Surviving. Whereas a dove wouldn't have been. Yeah. And so I think he was maybe testing that natural thing. Yeah. If the raven doesn't come back, he's still finding lots of dead things to eat. Yep. And you know, the reason I think God had him stay in the boat longer is all that stuff had to die, dry up, rot, and go back into the earth to make the earth safe. Yeah. So there wasn't a bunch of this poisonous flesh laying around. Absolutely. Um, on the earth and, you know, these animals going out and, you know, forced to, you know, be in that environment, not good anyway. Yeah. So you look at what God did there and God had a plan and he got where I was going with this was he got natural information. Yep. He got it from the raven. He got it from the dove the first time out. Nope. No place for the dove to go. Second time. Ooh, stuff's growing. He was gathering natural information, but he wasn't acting on natural information only. The natural information lined up with the godly information. Yep. Now, I think he took put God first, natural information second. That's what we need to do in our lives. Yeah. And so it's not bad to gather information. You're in a financial jam, get all the information you can. Yeah. You know, if you're in a, you know, a relational jam, get all the information you can, whatever jam you're in. You know, sickness jam. Be careful on how much information yeah, you the, get because that can the internet WebMD can be yeah, a worse WebMD, than me. Yeah, it can be. I don't. I'm just not a WebMD guy. 
excuse me, but I am a Jesus guy. And so get information isn't all bad. In fact, in this case, he did it, but he still didn't act until he heard the voice he of God. He was led by God so in that situation. It's just so important that you do that. And, you know, he ended up being the second father of all mankind. Yeah. Because it was him and his sons. Yeah. And, I mean, Adam, obedience. Adam fathered the whole earth. Yeah. But then we had a serious error on planet earth, and God had to reboot the earth. Yep. And so he did reboot the earth. And Noah became the second father of all mankind. Yeah. So he's a big deal in the Bible. He's not a small deal. We're going to take a break. We'll be back in just a minute. You are listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center, Merritt Island, Vieira, and Coco. East Coast Christian Center would like to invite you to join us on a 10-day Israel Bible study tour led by co-pastors Dan and Matt Staubaum. The trip will take place March 9th through the 18th, 2020. The total cost is $3,995. For more info or to register, sign up at eccc.us slash Israel trip. Take this year with God at East Coast Christian University to truly understand why and how to continue your destiny and walk with Christ. Earn your associate's, bachelor's, and master's degree. Our instructors are experienced, helpful, and show a genuine love for studying the Word of God. East Coast Christian University is located at 670 North Courtney Parkway, Merritt Island. For more information, our number is 452-1060, extension 131. And our website is eccuequipped.com. For 30 years, Cabern Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable, and customer satisfaction is their top priority. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabern Air will take care of it. 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or visit them online at cabern.com. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living Facility, located in the Rockledge Vieira area. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Please visit us today by going online at pineapplegarden.com or call 321-405-CARE. Welcome back to the show. This is Morning Breath. Morning Breath. Morning Breath. It sure is. Hey, we're going to close up here. We got a good, some good stuff to close up with. So here, let me go to verse 20. It says, uh, so he gets out of the ark uh, at verse 18, his family, and then 19, all the birds and animals and creeping things and all the stuff went out of the ark and their families, which I think is interesting because, uh, you know, maybe when they came in the ark, they were pregnant. Yeah. And then, you know, bears do that. They sleep, have babies while they're hibernating. Wow. It's crazy. It's remarkable. Yeah, yeah, It's beyond, I just, I don't get it. But anyway, God's amazing in doing that stuff. But then in verse 20, look at what it says. Then Noah built an altar to the Lord, took of every clean animal and every clean bird, and offered burnt offerings on the altar. And the Lord smelled a soothing aroma. Then the Lord said in his heart, I will never again curse the ground for man's sake. 
Although the imagination of man's heart is evil from his youth, no, nor will I again destroy every living thing as I have done. You know, he in this sacrifice, and I don't know all of the details of this, but I do know this. The new world began with worship. Yeah. And so oh, wow. he's worshiping God. He said, here's how we're going to start the new world. Yeah. So I just want to encourage you. Any new thing you start, start with worship. That's why I love to see couples when they get married take communion. That the first act after you pronounce a man and wife is they take communion. I think it's so powerful. Whatever you're doing in life, whatever you're choosing, whatever direction you go, make the first step into it, worship, Mm -hmm. honoring God, giving Him glory, taking time to worship Him and honor Him. When you get up in the morning, say something like, this is the day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Honor Him with your day. It's a very powerful thing. God bless you guys. See ya. God bless. Have a great day. Thank you for listening to Morning Breath from East Coast Christian Center. We hope to see you at one of our locations this weekend. For additional information, such as service times, events, and more, please visit us at eccc.us. Thanks, and we hope you have a blessed day.